Welcome in fans to the 14th episode of the Utah Lacrosse Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Haslam. The inaugural NCAA Division I season is here, and the team, fans, and community are excited to get started. Our guest for today is head coach Brian Holman. For those who don't know Coach Holman, I'd invite you to go listen to our other podcast uh, to get to know Coach better. We talked a lot about uh, his, his history in, in those. Welcome to the show, Coach. How are you? I'm awesome, Tim. Good to see you, buddy. Yeah, it's good to be here. We are uh, we are live from the Huntsman Center, <laughs> Coach Holman's uh, office with a view of uh, the basketball center and the yeah. construction outside. And that's awesome. A little bit uh, a little bit rainy here, and that's okay. Yeah. Uh, we like it that way. Um, hopefully, it turns to snow a little later. Um, uh, with with all our podcasts, we kind of start with the team and then move into kind of general topics. So let's let's talk about the current team. How generally speaking, how how was the fall ball? How was the fall? Uh, I thought the fall was great. I mean, literally. I think we got everything that we were looking for out of the fall. You know, it was a big transition period from the tryouts. And I think I mentioned this earlier in an in a article or something. But, you know, I, 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 you know, not going through this process before, I didn't realize how taxing and the tryouts would be on, on everybody, the staff and, and the players especially. And so I think, I think that was a little bit harder and a little bit more emotionally taxing than we sure. expected. And then we, you know, we finally got the team put together, and and it took a little bit longer, I believe, for us to to, to become a team because there was just a lot of new faces yeah. and, and moving parts. But you know, I thought when we got back from Baltimore, Tim, that you know, I I, I thought that was a, a just a vital piece to the the process. You know, I thought uh, even though we didn't perform well there for the most part, we got better as a team. And for that sure. really was part of the goal to the, when we set that trip up. To yeah, with, so. yeah, and that's a good segue. How did yeah. how did that trip come about? You know, um, and then just talk about kind of kind of the experiences that were there. Yeah, it. it uh, I have to thank Jody Martin at US Lacrosse. Uh, Jody reached out to me. Um, I can't even remember when, and just said, "Would you be interested in doing this?" And I said, "Absolutely." Yeah. You know, for our first kind of official Division One event, and just kind of went back and forth with him looking for teams that might want to do it and me reaching out to teams that might want to do it. And we were just so grateful for UMBC yeah. to step up. And, you know, Ryan didn't have to do that. He could get a scrimmage. Sure. There's 20 teams within 20, 100 miles of yeah. him that could scrimmage him. And he really uh, went out of his way to help accommodate that for us. And uh, so all the parties agreed that we would do it. And, um, you know, you, you, you were on it. I, yeah. I just thought it was awesome, man. I thought, I thought, you know, getting away and, and being together with the guys and then, and then, you know, having experienced the, the, uh, us lacrosse and, mm -hmm. and, and just, you know, really just embedding ourselves into the whole Baltimore kind of scene and culture. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I thought I loved it. For the, for those who haven't been to Baltimore, the rumors are true. There are lacrosse goals in, in every kid's backyard. I, I, uh, I'm a witness of that. Saw I saw it. it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, you know, I uh, like you said, I was on the trip. Um, you know, we took some time to visit uh, sort of some of the places there, some of the sightseeing spots, but also uh, places that mean something special, the Holman family in general. Yep. You know, we went past Marcus's high school. Went past the old the old stomping grounds, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. Went went to your old church, which was a, a special experience for yeah. sure. And and the players felt it, and everyone there felt it, and uh, it was awesome. Yeah, I loved it. I did too. I, I just I, I uh, <clears throat> you know how we are here. I mean, this is this is family, and uh, I thought I thought it would be important to share with this family a big part of my family's history uh, in Baltimore, where we, where we live, where, where Coach Holman grew up. Yeah. And, 
and where Mrs. Holman raised, you know, three kids <laughs> and, you know, the church that we went to and the, and the high schools that are there. And, you know, I, I the, the visit to the cathedral, in my mind, was just, for me personally, it was just really moving. I yeah. mean, that, that, that church means so much to me and my family. And to be able to share it with all, all of our players and you and yeah. the staff, it just... Uh, you know, I hope it meant something to them, but I know, I know it meant a lot to me to have yeah. them there. So, awesome, awesome trip, like you said. Uh, you know, came back. The team really started to bond after that. What uh, kind of looking back at the fall as a whole? What was what was your favorite moment from the fall? Mm. I think it's all part of that trip. Yeah. Um, you know, again, any time that we can get away and spend that much quality time with our guys is is so valuable. Um, and I think it was the lessons the, we learned, the time we spent, you know, yeah. the dinner, a great dinner at the Hapney's house, and, mm -hmm. and and being together there, and then and then and then going and playing that scrimmage, right? Yeah. You know, stepping foot on the field against a quality Division One opponent, and um, you know, for a little bit feeling like we belonged, <laughs> and then you know, all of a sudden realizing we don't belong, yeah. and and you know, what do you learn from that, and and how do you take it? So. You know, I, I, I look at – I think that to me was probably the, the biggest impact that we had on our team all fall. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you know, kind of the segue between between fall and, and the regular season, you know, there's kind of this academic portion. Talk about the academic success. You, you know, you mentioned it last week when I saw you, but yeah. just the academic success from the fall. Yeah, Tim, I'm, I'm, I'm just so, so dang proud. It'll come out, I think, next week publicly. But, you know, we, we – um, you know, we had – we had a team GPA at uh, a 3.392, just a hair shot of a, a 3.4. Yeah. Um, and as you know, we, we, we have a lot of kids taking some really tough majors here. We, you <laughs> yeah, know, for sure. We got, you know, chemical engineers, electrical engineers. We got biochemistry majors. Yeah. We got guys studying, three, two, three guys on our team studying to be doctors. Yeah. So for us to end up getting close to a 3.4, we had 18 guys make the dean's list yeah. here. Wow. And uh, and 39 of our guys made the athletic director's uh, um, um, honor roll. So, wow. you know, for us as a staff, what that showed us is that our processes are working, yeah. right? You know, these guys are here to get an education. That's the number one priority for our staff, for, for our program in general. You know, our, our guys know that that's the priority. So, we, you know, it's not something we, we sit here and remind them all the time. Right. They take that part of their lives very, very, very seriously, and I want them to. Yeah. I want them to because that's why they're here. So I want, I want, you know, that commitment of a Utah lacrosse player is just as vital as that commitment as Utah lacrosse player when sure. they show up for practice. Yeah. And that message is delivered, and it's resonated with them, and they performed really, really well. Um, so I, I, I believe in my heart of hearts that, that that was the ultimate sign for me that our fall was productive um, the, of, of the grades that they got from school and, and, and how they went about their business. I yeah. mean, it just it was awesome. So we're going to use that. I talked to the guys in, uh, when we start this spring to, to take that momentum and propel us forward. Yeah. Right. And, and now the bar's set, which is what we want to do here constantly is set bars for our program. So academically, the bar's set. So there's no going back. Right. Right. So, right. you know, uh, I'm I'm excited about what the spring's going to be. But that that ending of that fall, I could not tell you how proud and happy I was. That's all I talked about for <laughs> when I kept getting the grades in from Sarah. I I, yeah. I would call the coaches and I would tell my wife. I mean, I, yeah. I was that's as exciting to me as anything. That's the first thing you told me when yeah. we saw each other after the break. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Uh, what 
Uh, so, so for the fans out there, there is a scrimmage uh, against Marquette on the 26th. We're kind of, it's a closed door kind of scrimmage. Yeah. Um, what, uh, what do you do between now and then to prepare for that? You know, specifically, you know, obviously you're going to practice, you're going to lift weights, you know, the, the standard answers, but yeah. what kind of things are you, are you looking at? You know, what do you want to accomplish before that date? You know, what are some things that could maybe slide to get better at during the season mm. and those kind of things? Yeah, and, that, and that's a great question because that's exactly what we've been working on. It's not so much focusing on Marquette right now, but what are the, are the processes that are going to allow us to, to compete when, when the lights go on, yeah. okay? So I'm really, really proud of the coaching staff. We just got finished with film right before I got in here with you, and I just said to them, I think the last four practices we had from a, from a design perspective – how we designed them, how we implemented them, what we were implementing in the practices, and then our process through that two hours was as good as we've ever done since we've been here, ever. Wow. And I think I think it's, sh- it's showing in our team. You know, there's a, a small to, to a whole segment. There's a, a whiteboard segment. There's a lot of teaching going on, but there's a lot of movement going on. Yeah. And the things that we're focused on right now is, you know, the fall was about technique and fundamentals and, 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 you know, again, getting kids ingratiated into our processes. How do we want to work? How do we want to look? How do we want to act? Yeah. Well, we, we kind of got to move past that now. Now, it doesn't mean that we don't still teach that, but if they haven't figured it out by now, that's probably a little bit too late. So right. we're, 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 you know, we're, we're expanding our, 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 our processes more and we're demanding more. Um, I had a great quote, and I'm going to screw this up right now. <laughs> uh, I read it from Brad Stevens uh, over the holiday and talked about his team at the Celtics like last year or so, being really, really young. Right. And he he basically, again, as like we have, we have a term called no excuses, as right. you know, and he's like, that's, that's no excuses. They have to expedite their learning curve. So basically right. that's what we said to the freshmen. Like, you got to expedite your learning curve. So what does that mean? That means – you got to watch more film. You got to get into your playbooks. You got to right. ask more questions. So we've been doing that for the last four or five days, and I, that's really paid off. I'm, I'm really excited to see what tomorrow wraps up as our first week of practice because right now we're on a really good pace. Yeah. Um, so what we'll do is we'll work on those things: the full field game, the half field game, the man up, the man down. A lot of special teams work. Yeah. And then I'll go, go all the way through next week, and then the week of Marquette we'll we'll really use as a prep for an actual game. Okay. So. You know, here's what we'll do on Monday, guys, when we're playing on Saturday. Here's yeah. what we're going to do on Tuesday. Because these guys don't know. Because right. we didn't do that for UMBC. We didn't even right. watch film. We didn't have a scouting report. Right. Nothing. We just went in there blind. So we won't do that for Marquette. And that'll give us a week of experience to do that. Scrimmage Marquette's going to be very tough. Yeah. Very hard-nosed, very blue-collar, very tough coach team. Right. Which will be great for us. And then so, so when we get into Vermont the following week, They've had a week of, okay, this is yeah. our rhythm. This is what we're doing on these days. Here's the, what the film looks like. So, Talking about the, the practices, do you, guys, do you guys plan your practices day by day? Do you kind of have a theme for a couple of days? Mm-hmm. Do you do them week by week? How does, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, it, technically it's day by day, but you start out with themes. So the way we're doing it now is we're working early in the week, a lot of half-field situations subbing man up man down special teams and then as the week progresses we move more into the transition and the full field so you know so let's you know monday tuesday let's let's focus on everything we need to do in these small fields like what you know how are we subbing you know what's our six on six look like what's our early transition early and then grow into the full field aspect so those are the themes and then 
what we've done this year, um, something that we you know, we talked about a lot last year, but we just didn't do it. And it's just so much easier that we're all together here. That sure. makes a big difference, sure. having offices and being able to communicate on a consistent yeah. basis. That's huge. But So after every practice, everybody makes their notes on a Google Doc, what they liked, what they didn't like, and what they saw that maybe we need to put into tomorrow. Okay. So that gets combined, and then we meet in the afternoon, and everybody pulls it up. And basically our practice gets made from what yeah. we saw or didn't see okay that day right. so it's kind of an ongoing process okay yeah very cool um let's talk a little bit about the the season uh home opener with vermont it's actually opening college lacrosse yeah, right it'll that? be the first game that's awesome uh it's february 1st at rice Eccles stadium 4 p.m mountain time it'll be on the pac-12 networks um talk about oh man there's so many questions around this game mm. right uh so let's let's talk about the opponent first uh, in Vermont. You and, and Coach, I'm, I'm going to say his name wrong. Fife's. Fife's. Yeah. Uh, you and Coach Fife's worked at UNC together. Yeah. Right. Uh, talk about that. You know that time together and what relationship you have with him. Yeah, I, I can't even explain it. You know, he, Chris is sort of a cross between a, a, a son and a best friend. Okay. Um, I think he's one of the brightest. Uh, forget about the coaching aspect. That Chris, Chris, Chris is just an awesome human being sure. wait till you meet him i yeah. mean he's genuine you know just a big good looking guy but just has a great heart and he's got a wonderful way with kids he's, he's really built for this profession yeah and i spent many days talking to him about it and just you know telling him just to keep sticking with it and 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 it's going to pay off for him one yeah. day and and it has he went up to vermont last year and it did just an incredible job two years yeah now he, we're in the same time frame so so our experiences at Carolina were awesome. We sat right next to each other for for the most of that time, and you know, and it was just a really open, um, just a great relationship. I mean, I can't even I don't know what to say. Again, he's yeah. like a he's like family to me, right? And I think the world of him, and I know he's going to have a really good team rolling in here, and yeah. I know he would like nothing more than <laughs> beat us, and I would like nothing sure. more to beat him. So yeah. it's going to be fun that way. But it'll also I'm very grateful for Chris because he reached out right away and said. You know, Coach, I'll, we'll come out there, and, and, and I said, would you, you know, want to open us up? And he's like, absolutely. Let's move the game to the first. He, it was his idea to put it on Friday oh, wow. and, okay. and make it the first game. And, and so I, I'm just really grateful that, that he would do that for us. And, yeah. and uh, so it's, it's going to be great. And there's a connection with, um, you know, I think it's Jake Bernhardt um, mm -hmm. is, is, is one of his assistants. Yeah. And Jake and Marcus played together for years at the Ohio Machine. They're very close. Right. And they played on the world team together. Yeah. Uh, he has another young assistant, Brian Cavanaugh, that, that, that I've worked uh, many camps with. So our staffs are very familiar with right. each other in a great way. And, you know, I just couldn't – I really honestly couldn't think of a better person to come out here and, and, and share this with, um, this, this momentous occasion in our sport um, than, than with Chris. Definitely, you know, and th there's a couple – there's actually two Utah kids on the Vermont team. Yeah. So that yeah. – uh, That'll be exciting to see just, just for fans of lacrosse in Utah in general, yeah. whether you're a University of Utah fan or not, right? <laughs> hey, that's right, man. It's, uh, it's all lacrosse that day. It's that's all about right. the lacrosse world. Uh, talk about playing in, in Rice-Eccles. You know, you've obviously been there dozens of times. What What is it truly like playing in a big stadium that, that might not have all the fans? <laughs> yeah, it's um, – look, it's going to be – it's you know, first of all, again – uh, you know, again, we're, I'm just grateful that yeah. the fact that the university allowed us to do this. Right. I mean, goodness gracious! You know, the first game of a 
of a rookie team on yeah. campus, I mean, to, to go into our football stadium. So everybody that's involved with allowing that to happen from the administration, and, you know, Mark Harlan and Kyle and, and, and Coach Whittingham and, and, and everybody, I just really, really appreciate that. And I know our players do. So, you know, kudos to them and, and, and we're grateful for it. Um, it should be electric. It'll be fun. You know, I'm not, a, as you know, I'm not a huge football stadium right. guy. You know, right. I, I just think, it, you know, I think we'll have a great crowd. I'm, I'm praying we have an, an incredible crowd. Yeah. Um, show the world that, that Utah is, is for real and yeah. we're on the map and, and that people are excited about this. I really hope the last couple of years of work will pay off that way. Um, and give us an advantage. You know, that the crowd at those games can help. It helps a lot. For sure. <laughs> right. For sure. Um, but you know, ultimately, it's 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 going to be an event, and and what we've got to figure out is how do we how do we handle that? You know, how do we handle the emotions? You know, we're only going to practice in there one time. It's a, yeah. it's different sight lines. Right. Um, it's a little uncomfortable to start with. You just kind of feel like there's <laughs> there's a lot of space, sure. and and guys, you know, have a tendency to kind of wander off a little bit. So, I'm expecting all that and and some drop passes and. You know, whatever, but it's just <laughs> going to be fun, and, and we're gonna we're gonna play hard, and 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 we really want to try to make you know our fans proud of us, and and uh, um, but but I'm I'm you know, all in all, I, I you know I would want to play every single game, in right? There, to be quite honest with you, sure. um, and, and and it's a lot of work for a lot of people to put that production right. on, and I I feel bad, right? Honestly, that we're making everybody have to go through all that, <laughs> right? Turn on the video boards and goodness gracious, you know, <laughs> sure. I, you know me, I, you know, if we had a field out in the parking lot, yeah. I'd just as soon go out there and play, right? So, yeah, I, w I was talking to to Brooke the SID before in uh, this podcast, and she was saying like uh, she had a meeting today to talk about the production, and everyone was just kind of looking at each other like. We've never done a non-football game right. in the stadium. Like, you know, is everything going to be okay? Right. <laughs> you know, and uh, it definitely will. It will be a great yeah, time. We'll make it okay. It doesn't matter for sure. It, you know, it's you know, it's, it's part of who we are, right? Definitely. Just find a way to get this thing done. Absolutely. Uh, one of the one of the questions that came in uh, through social media was, how does scheduling work? Mm. You know, you we hear a lot about football scheduling and how the athletic director is kind of in charge of that, but. He has nothing to do with our schedule, right? No, no, <laughs> so, no. is it is it uh, you know is it just calling the contacts, just calling every school and seeing who will play, and then trying to figure out the best one? Is that yeah. more or less? Literally, Tim, that's that's what it is. Now you know now now that we have one year under our belt, though, so I have a base to work with. So mm -hmm. we go first thing I do is go back to the guys that played us, um, figure out whether they're interested or not, and, yeah. and we've already done that. Um, and then it's it's just what you said. I literally get on the phone and yeah. send emails and text and call every single coach right. uh, in Division One across seventy two people. Yeah, and and you kind of you yeah. kind of know who will answer your call though, right? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, people I, people know of me, but they don't sure. know me. I mean, I, you know, I'm I'm, sure. I'm I'm just known because I've been around a long time. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. So I think that's a good thing, but sure. you know. But it's just, yeah, it's just a lot. It's a lot of work. I think it's a lot more work than most people expect. And and uh, and again, it's a priority for us because I do believe for us to grow, and we will, and for us to sport to grow out west, and it will, um, and other teams to to start to really take a serious look at adding lacrosse, and yeah. they will. You know, we've got to perform. Yeah. You know, so. I feel our job out here is, is multiple. I think it's obviously we, we got to do everything we can to, to represent this university at the highest fashions, and we will. You know that. Um, and, and, we're, and we're playing to win, yeah. right? Um, but I also think it's part of my job to, to make this work for the greater good. 
and and so I we, we got to get good games and we got to get people coming out here yeah. so our fans can see them and and then we have to you know we got to compete you know and and when that's going to take place not sure yeah. but but it's it's got to be sooner rather than later and I right. think if we can do all those things which we will yeah. then somebody will look and say well geez if they could do it we yeah. sure as heck can do it right For sure so that was always my mind you know that from yeah. day one so now that's starting to come to fruition so the scheduling is it is fun i mean it's fun getting on the phone with guys it's fun you know talking about possibly taking the trip out here there's a yeah. lot of people that are really interested I had some great talks back in baltimore at the coaches convention like because we're seriously going to look at this and see how we can try to make it work yeah. so getting some momentum from the coaches is a big help right. which i think is starting now and then we have to put on a good product when we do come out here. Sure. We've talked to the, the the administration about that, you know. So when Chris does take this trip out here, he'll do it again. Or yeah. he'll say to somebody, somebody will call Chris and right. say, how was the trip to Utah? Right. And Chris will say, oh, it was fantastic. You yeah. know, airport to the hotel, to the stadium, people yeah. were nice. And, you know, so yeah. uh, there's a lot more that goes into it. Than and and that. we do have that working with us because Salt Lake's super easy, <laughs> getting a brand-new airport. Easy, uh, and people are people are great here man yeah. they're very like i said i'm blown away at, at the, t the attention that we're receiving um you know and and i'm just grateful for it and, and I, th I think we'll put all those pieces together i really yeah. do uh you know obviously you know the next game is the only game on the schedule so to speak right <laughs> but uh what uh what are some of your schedule schedule highlights if when you look down at it shoot i i think that i think that the whole schedule is a highlight yeah. i mean you know that wasn't easy and and i'm proud of it and uh i i, I you know we've got I mean, heck, we've got Hofstra, so you've got a Long Island team in there, and you know, and I'm really happy for Will and Adam. We're yeah. playing UVA and 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 UMass, and, right. and they're you know alums of both of those schools. So I think, I think that one trip there is going to be a really neat trip, our spring break trip, where where we go and play Duke right. on a Tuesday, and and there's some rumblings now that that might be an ESPN broadcast. Okay. Um, and then we play up Fairfield up in Connecticut on a Friday, and then we go up to UMass and play them on a Sunday, yeah. and that's. You know, <laughs> we're gonna have fun, man. That is yeah. gonna be. There's gonna be a lot of uh, you know, Italian meals and and, <laughs> and singing. I don't know how we're gonna do it on the field. We're gonna have a good time, and and I'm looking forward to the Denver and Air Force trip. That's really yeah. cool. You know, being able to play Billy Tierney, uh, Coach Tierney at Denver, and I mean, he's he's one of a great friend of mine, but somebody I've always looked up to in this game. And you know, to be able to walk on the field and and coach against arguably the greatest coach that's ever right. coached in our game is going to be a highlight for me personally and yeah. you know in air force we have such great respect for and you know so uh, you know and then we at the end what i'm glad about too is we got four home games in april i believe yeah. or somewhere in that stretch and so weather-wise we should be really really hitting stride right. out here and and you know, I think those will be great games for for our fans to 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 see, and and you know, hopefully we'll be competitive in those games. And so I think we got a good balance. You know, yeah. we're gonna really be stretched for uh, sure. against some teams, <laughs> for sure. And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna you know be in it probably against some maybe, yeah. and then we might have an advantage to win a few games against some. Yeah. So I think it covers the bases. Pretty balanced. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's, let's talk. Uh, let's talk about the, the the actual you know players on the field. Um, the the captains this year: uh, Seth Nealeman, Aaron Felstead, uh, Liam, Liam Donnelly, yeah. and uh, Jimmy Perkins. Yeah. So you know, for the for the fans out there who who maybe don't follow that closely, you have two leftovers, two guys who played with the club team. Yeah. And then you have two guys who are tra Division One transfers, yeah. so they have experience in that realm. Yeah. 
talk about those four, you know, either individually or as a group and what they bring to the table. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll start as a group. As a group, they have, they, have, they have molded together. Like, they've been together for, you know, four years. Yeah. It, it, it just, it's fascinating to me how, how their personalities and their strengths and their weaknesses have just kind of, and they were elected straight up by the team. Yeah. You know, that's the way we do it here. You know, we do have a process, and we, and we do exp we, we go over in-depth what the team is looking for from a captain because I think that's vital. There's a lot of books you can, can tell the team what leadership is supposed to be about and what sure. you're – but at the end of the day, it's their captains, right? Yeah. So, so they've got to be able to express to each other what, what are we looking for, right? right. And, and so we had a nice process on, on making that public with them and – then they went and voted for these four guys, and they were flat out the, the the four captains. And man, they have done an awesome job. I can't tell you. And, yeah. and as any coach knows out there, leadership is a huge part of this uh, process. And and I feel so comfortable with those four. And they all bring, as you ever getting to know them, yeah. something just uh, in, uh, unique yeah. to, to the table. You know, I'll start with, you know, Seth. I mean, Seth is just. Everybody loves Seth. Right. The kid works so hard. Right. He brings it every day, and he's just he and he's probably he's one of our better lacrosse players, and he's the most humble, kind young man you'd ever want to meet. Yeah. Right? Then Aaron. Aaron is is uh, you know I don't think I've ever you, you and I know this. We, yeah. I don't think I've ever met a nicer person than Aaron. <laughs> Definitely not. And Aaron wants to lead from behind. He doesn't want to be up front. You know, he's the guy picking up the balls after practice, and and he's the guy making sure everybody's okay, and sort of a little bit of a mother hen on the sure. team, and. And then you got two transfers, right? Yeah. You got two transfers from two really good programs, and and uh, you know, and and Liam came in here, and he's a little bit quiet and reserved. But when Liam talks, for some reason, everybody listens, yeah. and 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 he's really good. Yeah. So so his performance on the field, and then his ability to uh, uh, relate to people on a on a kind of a quiet basis, I think the guys like that. And then if I had to pick the fiery guy, it's number four. I mean, Jimmy is just <laughs> – your fans are going to love him. I mean, he has got a ball of energy. He's one of the toughest young men I've ever coached. Yeah. He's fearless. For sure. He's fearless. And, and you know, as I told him the other day, you know, Jimmy's greatest strength is also his greatest weakness, right? So, yeah. so, so – but – but he's the guy that's going to get in, in people's face. He and sure. he and Seth will probably be the guys that'll be calling guys out. And Jimmy's done that already. That this isn't acceptable. Yeah. And the guys have a lot of respect for Jimmy because he had he was a sixty some odd point scorer right. uh, for a playoff uh, team last year. Yeah. Uh, and I think he had three goals against Maryland in a, in a quarterfinal game. So they know he can back it up. Right. 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 So. You know, we're blessed, and our relationship is. You know, I meet with them once every say eight nine days, and. It's a very collaborative, and, 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 and we're very open on what they see on the team, and, yeah. and, uh, and I listen. So it's awesome, man. I, I couldn't be more proud of four guys. I could, if, we, if we were to pick them, yeah. the staff, we, yeah. we would have picked the same four for guys. Sure. Yeah. I, so, so two stories. Uh, one, I came into your office, I don't know when, November, December, and you said, oh, we picked the captains. Who do you think they are? Mm -hmm. And I nailed three of them, and yeah. I missed one of them. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. just because it was that clear right. who the leaders were. Yeah. And then the other story, uh, my, my, I was talking to my brother-in-law, and he's like, oh, there's, a, there's someone who plays lacrosse. So he's a, he's a student up here at the U. Yeah. He goes, oh, there's a lacrosse player in my class. And I go, oh. He's in a master's. And I was like, well, you know, I was thinking to myself, it's probably Jimmy. Yeah. But I was like, so, you know, what does he look like? He's like, oh, 
blonde hair, baby face, you know, really <laughs> nice. I was like, yeah, that's Jimmy Perkins. Yeah, <laughs> and he's that's like, it. yeah, I think that's his name. Yeah. So that that's the thing about Jimmy, though. You'd see him, same with Aaron, really. You'd yeah. see him on the on the street and harmless. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. But then they get on the field and they're animals. They're just, uh, that's it. They could flip that switch and they're competitive as heck. And, and uh, but yeah, off the field, man, they, they just got great smiles and, and they light up a room and just good people. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about uh, the assistant coaches real quick. Um, what what is something you've noticed uh, since you've been coaching with them mm. that that uh, you know that they've uh, either gotten better at or something that they've added to their game? You know, what's what's one thing um, that they've kind of improved in? Yeah, great, 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 great question. As, and as everybody knows, I have I have in my mind. I, I think every head coach thinks this, but I think we have the greatest staff in the country. Right. And it's you know it's not again not because they're great players. They're just they're, they're just unbelievable human beings, yeah. as you know firsthand. Uh, and our guys love them, and they love you know they love our guys, and so you know that's a good question. I, you know they're they're all getting better for sure. I mean this is our third year together now. This yeah. is this 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 is a little bit more intense uh, at this stage than it, it has been. Probably a lot more intense yeah. in the sense of our preparation and what I'm asking for them uh, out of them. Um, you know, no disrespect to the club situation, but it wasn't it wasn't you know it wasn't as daunting a task as yeah. we're facing right now. So. You know, and I didn't want to wear them out, you know, early on, and and you know, so we're working harder, and uh, you know, I'd, I'd have to think, I'd have to think that they're all getting better at the things that they they can get better at, sure. you know, um, and and their their personalities, and and what I ask them to do, as you know, is just be themselves and express their personalities and yeah. and coach from their heart with their guys. I don't, you know, I don't want robots, so. I think as a group, what I what I've sensed since since the fall, and even more so since we just started back up again, is that their collaboration as a group is is stronger. Mm -hmm. So it's it's not so much you know Mark telling me something or Will or whatever or Adam. It's they're they're doing more work as a group and then and then coming to me with with like more plans and okay. being more effective sure. that way. Um, but but you know man they're they're. You know, they they got it going, and 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 I'm I'm lucky. I I just I I, you know I I, I orchestrate it, and um, but but you know the, the the lacrosse just runs in and out of them. Yeah. You know, so uh, it's been good. The one thing I did say to them, and I'll tell share this with you because uh, you know, um, they are they are getting a foundation uh, of coaching here um, right now that they probably couldn't get anywhere else, and I think that's something that they're really enjoying. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, like, you know, we have to we have to do everything in such a microcosm, you know, and we have to do a lot of different things for us to be successful. So, yeah. so it's not like a Maryland or a Duke or a Virginia. And again, I'm sure. no, I'm not. Th those are the greatest coaches and best teams in the country, but they don't have to to have like four different kind of face-off events <laughs> right if they're right. if their face-off guy isn't working they just send another all-american out right. there and, and then he faces off right. right and and what i'm and, and and what i'm saying is for those guys what i said is like let's we relish this like you know having to you know manufacture runs and for sure so so you're really they're digging way deep into yeah. the coaching well and it's going to pay huge dividends for them yeah. down the road whether they want to start a program or take over a program or whatever because because they're going to see that 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 this experience we had to do we had to do everything yeah. right and cover every base right um so and they'll have a good foundation coming from you know because they'll understand the donation side of how all that works yeah you know how 
uh, all the grades and stuff works because it is getting in on the ground level, and some of those systems weren't in place. Correct. And so we had to make them. That's right. <laughs> right. And, and that's and that's and that's a great point. You know, we had we had a you know we had to manufacture runs. We had to, yeah. we had to do whatever it took to to get our team you know to the level that we expected. And you know, and the the, the cool part about all this is is that as you know, I'm 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 very open. Like they they know everything. Yeah. I haven't kept them in the dark about anything. Right. So they've been involved in every single aspect of this since the day we got out of here. For and sure. that's the way we want it. Absolutely. Yeah. And anything else about the current team? No. Anything else you want to add? Okay. No. Uh, so, again, to reiterate, uh, February 1st, Rifecycle Stadium, 4 p.m., Pac-12 Networks against the Vermont Catamounts. That's right. <laughs> Coach Fife's Catamounts. Fa fancy name for Cougars, right? <laughs> <laughs> is that what that thing is? I think so. All right. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Vermont Cougar. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, so the next uh, sort of section of the podcast, kind of the general section is, is what I like to call it, where we kind of talk about, obviously, lacrosse, but um, kind of the broader spectrum and then just, just life in general. Mm. Uh, last summer, you had the opportunity to go to the 2018 World Games in, in Israel. Mm. Talk about your favorite personal moments there. What uh, oh, you know, boy. and some observations. Man, that that's a that's a tough one. Um, you know, I've told you about that trip. That's a, that's a trip of a lifetime. I will yeah. I will never. And again, you know, thank God the lacrosse. I mean, uh, you know, you know me. I, I'm 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 a kind of a homebody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> traveling overseas for 14 days and 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 all that. But you know what? Uh, it, as I talk to our kids all the time about growth and experience and things, that, that yeah. was my mindset. I'm like, man, we're going to have fun with this. And yeah. But I, I would say, Tim, I would say there's a couple things that really stood out about uh, the World Games itself. Is First of all, we were in Israel. So as you know, my faith is, my family's faith, all of our faith is very, very strong. And, and, and so we had a, an incredible opportunity um, to go to Jerusalem and, and just, I mean... And to be, you know, right where Christ was, yeah. um, and and to to really soak all of that in, um, we spent a whole day there on a tour, and and it was just really impactful to Lori and Sydney and I. Uh, Mark went with the with the with the world team, and and he had the same feeling. He was yeah. texting us; they were prior and okay. sending pictures and yeah. just calling and saying, "Wow, you're this is incredible." Yeah. So I, I just I'll never forget that, and I just it just kind of put a lot of things in perspective for me and and, uh, and my family, and and then you know, just again uh, being in Denver in 2014, and and you know, and I told this to Marcus a little bit later, but you know, um, watching the the just the sheer I don't even want to say disappointment. It was like the shock of losing. Yeah that world games which right. he was a part of and just that pit in your stomach like man and 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 you know he made that you know it's every four years so it's not like oh we'll just right. fight and get another one next year right. right and there was a great opportunity that he he may not make that team and yeah and i'm and i remember you know i told you the story you know about his silver medal and asked him where it was and he you know he chucked it in a trash can yeah and and, and that didn't go over too well with his mom but so <laughs> we ended up getting another one but and that being side the point so so to see him be able to, to really fight so hard and make it a goal of his to get back on that yeah. team again was just a fascinating thing to me and I just couldn't be more proud as a as a dad and then going over there and being firsthand experiencing that and watching that team just really bond together and yeah. And uh, so I, you know, at the last game, and, and 
score that goal and I'm just sitting there and there's the USA and the flags and just watching the sheer joy of, of every kid on that team and, and, and you know, obviously my son and, and my daughter and my and my wife and and just thank God. Yeah. You know, what how how could it be better than this? For sure. So uh, one of my favorite moments, they uh, they pan to you on the, the broadcast and to the crowd, and you flash. I got the U side. You flash the U, yeah. and that was great. That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. We had a good time. Uh, s- similar vein, uh, you know, last fall the the um, the FIL was recognized by the national governing. You know, I'm botching that obviously, but yeah. basically they're they're gonna allow Olympics to kind of move forward or lacrosse to move forward right. in the Olympics. Right. What uh, are you, are you in the mentality of do whatever it takes, no matter what it looks like, to get into the Olympics, or are you kind of like, well, I'd rather stay traditional? <laughs> you know, that's what, a, what's, what's kind of at your your feelings there? That's a tough question. You know, I don't I don't think anybody cares what I have to say, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but I I think I think we've we've got to really seriously look at at doing you know maybe not whatever it takes, but but kind of what it takes. This yeah. this could be a game changer for our sport, and. I personally think there's some changes that need to be made in our game anyhow, um, you know, for, for the appeal to, yeah. to broaden the base. Um, and I think what little bit that I know about it, which isn't much, the, some of the, the things they're toying with is, you know, less people on a mm-hmm. field and, and shorter fields yeah. and just basically more action. Right. And, I, you know, and I think the shot clock's going to help that in our game, but, but I, I'm in favor of that. I'm in favor of that at the youth level now. Yeah. I, I, I just think playing on these full fields is ridiculous yeah. and, and putting all these kids out there at five and six years old that have to run a hundred yards. For they sure. Had a cool thing on a nice hockey, you know, about an adult having to skate a full length of a hockey rink. Like it's absurd. Right. right? And you got a six year old has to run all <laughs> right. the way down a field. So right. I'm in favor of small sided games, less people, less equipment, yeah. more touches, more pickup games, more innovation in our sport in general at the youth ages, yeah. uh, less structure. Um, so I, maybe that's what comes out of it. I'm not sure, but uh, I think we should do what 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 it takes to to make this work. Yeah, yeah. definitely would would definitely be a sight to see. Um, it would be it is exciting. You oh know, my cause, gosh, because we're on board, California man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, you know, you mentioned this a little bit, but what what do you see as kind of the next steps for college lacrosse? You know, the the shot clock has been talked about forever, mm-hmm. and it's here. Yeah. You know the dive is is back. Yeah. You know, but what what's what do you think the the next focus will be? Yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a great question. I think a lot of it's going to stem from how the shot clock and the dive play itself out, mm-hmm. right? And uh, you know, and and you know, a lot of people are worried about it and and what it's going to do or not do. And and you know, I think you know me pretty well. I don't I don't pay much attention to those things. Yeah. The rules are the rules, and 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 you you know. You live by them, and 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 you find a way to to make your team play within them to the best of its ability. Uh, I love the shot clock. I just love it. I love I love it. You know, and and, and I just think our fans are going to love it, and I think the kids are going to love it. And so I think I think it's continuing to find the game uh, to to be able to flow, right? And and you know, less time wasted and yeah. You know, and that's why uh, the you know the box, the indoor, the NLL is having such huge success. I believe is it's just action packed, man. Right. It just never stops. And, right. and granted, they have the advantage of a board, and the ball bounces off the yeah. board, stays in play. Sure. But has anybody ever thought about that? Right. Like in a field game about you know putting boards around the sidelines sure. and yeah. take a shot and it bounces back in and you play. Like yeah. I think that's pretty cool. But I think it's just can just pace, pace of play and. 
and making it uh, as accessible to as many people as we can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, real quick, you, you've, uh, you appeared on, on two different broadcasts that I, or podcasts that I want to mention. One was, uh, with Jamie Monroe, um, what does he call it? The lacrosse. Phil lacrosse. Phil, I could. I, yeah. Is that what? Yeah. You, you're better than I. <laughs> you know. I, I I know the spelling. I couldn't. I don't. I can't pronounce it. You know. It's a it's Jamie's a great podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a great podcast though, and and so I want to get to a quick story about that. But then also, uh, you talked to Bill Riley, who's the voice of the youths, yeah. uh, about lacrosse as well. So those two things are out there. Um, if you want to go listen to those as well, uh, more more opportunities to hear I about don't, the program. I'm sure, the fans do. <laughs> right. Somebody does for sure. So there were two stories uh, from the Jamie Monroe podcast. One is, is the running on and off the field, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. where you talk about why why that's so important. And, and I saw this firsthand. You know, I've seen it firsthand for a long time. But yeah. um, you know, last last Friday, first practice, um, coach coach stopped practice because there were some players who weren't running on the field yeah. and, uh, you yeah. know, reemphasize the fact that, uh, that, uh, we run on the field. What tell the, tell the backstory though, behind that. Yeah. It's, um, it, it stems from my days playing at Johns Hopkins. That was, that was part of our mantra. You know, we, 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 we attacked the field. Mm-hmm. We didn't even run on it. It was, yeah. it was like, we were, we were coming at you yeah. and, you know, get out of the way. Cause we're not stopping. Yeah. And that was our mentality. And that started with coach Chickaroni and, a lot of people in the lacrosse world forget about him, but and you go back and look at his record. I don't, I don't know the exact numbers, but I think he coached in seven or eight straight national championships. Wow. So I think he won yeah. three, and I think he was a hundred and something sixteen while he was the wow. head coach at Johns Hopkins University. Yeah. Chick died suddenly. He was fifty-one years old. Died massive heart attack on a treadmill the year after he retired. Um, so it starts with him, and then, and then the real genesis for us, and the reason it's in our pillars is twofold. One, you know, I believe that you should honor the field by running it on and off of it. You know, I, I think walking on a field, and this is me, it doesn't make it right or wrong. Sure. I think just walking on or off a field is, is a little, I don't know, It's you're not honoring the place where you're playing by your energy or your effort and, 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 your, and, your, and your posture. And, and really where it stems the deepest in my heart is um, – as you know, I, Freddie Smith, who was a longtime assistant coach at Johns Hopkins University, really was honestly probably one of the most influential male figures in my life. Um, when I went to Hopkins, my father was out of my life really early, and my brothers were, were the greatest influence on me. And, and, and outside of that, I didn't really have a male, a, yeah. a really strong male influence besides my coaches, which is, is something that drives me to, to be a better coach every day. Yeah. Um, Freddie, Freddie had, had an innate way of just – he was just like a dad and a coach and a and a and a father figure and a brilliant man and yeah. just he had it all, man. If if you could create a the ultimate coach and yeah. and I think most people at Hopkins would tell you this is that it would be Fred Smith. Um, so we had a really really cool relationship and and uh, so in 1987 we we're playing in a Final Four game and against Maryland and, and I think it was at Rutgers. And about a week or so before that game, Freddie had been diagnosed with, uh, I believe it was liver cancer or lung cancer. It was lung cancer because he smoked. And uh, he didn't ride the bus up. And, and you know, all the players were kind of because Coach Zimmerman, Don Zimmerman was the head coach at the time. And Zim didn't didn't really want to bring this up because, yeah. you know, Freddie was revered. Right. Everyone. He was our defensive coach, but he was everybody's personal coach almost, yeah. especially on the defense. Yeah. I mean, he loved us. Yeah. Um, and then so Freddie shows up in the locker room um, right before game time, and, you know, he doesn't look very well, but he's got his game outfit on. And Fred always wear this, this Hopkins blue 
kind of windbreaker and it's 90 degrees outside and he always <laughs> had a windbreaker on and had his blue jay hat on and he always had a towel around his neck a white towel around his neck that's just what he wore and sweats and we're zim breaks the team to go out into the field before the game and we're coming down these wood steps we get to the bottom of the field in the corner of the of the, of the stadium and i was kind of walking down with him and we got onto the field and i started to run across the field because our team was already taken off and i looked turn around and freddie was just kind of standing in the corner I ran back over. I was like, Coach, you, you all right? You want me to walk over with you and, yeah. and to the other side? And, and he looked me dead in the eye. I'll never forget this. It was the last time we ever t uh, spoke, like, personally. Yeah. Um, he's like, whole man, that's what he called me. He's like, you know, we don't run on or off a field. I mean, we don't walk on or off a field. Yeah. And he's like, get on over there. Go ahead. And I ran over and got halfway through, and here's this guy eating up with cancer yeah. trotting across that field. And, you know, that's just – it's just uh that means a lot yeah so definitely yeah uh the other story from there uh you talked about brian wood mm. and you said to Got all a those text from him today did you yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> okay yeah uh you said to all those youngsters out there go go watch it so yeah. i i considered myself in that boat <laughs> <laughs> so i went and looked it up and you're right it was amazing <laughs> yeah <laughs> what a player so oh so that led to the question what are your who are your top five players ever oh my god damn i saw that on there but i didn't i didn't pay attention <laughs> to it that you know that that is a tough that's a tough go man um you know i i you know, I'm going to date myself a little bit and go back in some days. So there's an attackman that played at Hopkins years and years ago named Mike O'Neill. And, uh, you know, he and the guy, Mike Burnett, who played at North Carolina, um, they, they just they are kind of similar guys. Mike, Mike graduated in the late 70s, and Michael Burnett's a good friend of mine, graduated in 83, same year as I did. But the, they, they, they kind of, in my mind, like typify what I yeah. want an attackman to look like. They, they, they're just relentless riders and ground ball guys. And every game you watch Michael Neal play, he, he was just covered with dirt. Like yeah. back then we played on real fields. And, <laughs> you know, and, and, and he, he had just this flow about him. Like he was just so graceful and yeah. tough. And so he, he sticks out in my mind. Mike Burnett would stick in there a little bit, maybe like 1B. And Brian Wood's in there for sure, yeah. you know. I mean, that kid – you know, he was one of the most dominant players that, yeah. that could play. I mean, you didn't know what to do with him. And, you know, and I'd have to throw the gates in there. Mm -hmm. I mean, those sure. two were just unstoppable. I was coaching at Hopkins when we were trying to game plan to stop those guys. And, yeah. you know, holy cow, <laughs> you know. And, right. and, you know, and, and, and you know, I'm, everybody wants to say, like, Petro, but, but I'll go back and, and you know, a guy like Mike Farrell at Maryland, a defenseman, or, or Mark Greenberg, a, a, a Hopkins defenseman. Yeah. And again, I'm, I don't want to seem biased towards Hopkins, but but they had, they had some great players back then. And you know, so in my era, kind of, it's more. I'm sort of more sure. focused on is it yeah. in that era. You know, you could take probably every 15 or 20 sure. years and block off five guys, yeah. but they just seem to be the most impactful people to me. But that's a that's a who, who's a, who's a guy that's still playing that that really stands out to you. In college or, or Either. In, in general? Yeah, in general. Um, uh, I don't know. That's a great question. I, I, I just, just nobody, like, jumps off the page to me right now. Um, yeah. I, I think a kid that, just from a defensive perspective, that that, that is going to be unlike some we've seen in a while is the kid at, at Yale, this kid Chris Fake, this yeah. defender. I mean, he's doing things that, that like, really just – 
dominating people are doing yeah. as a freshman. And, right. you know, when I saw a tweet or a quote from Coach Shea that, that say he's even better this year. So he's somebody I'm going to have fun watching because yeah. I think, you know, and and then and then the men's game, you know, we, we you know, got all these guys, you know, you watch a, a, a Jordan Wolf still play or, hey, you know, and I'll be, I'll be honest with you, I like watching two of my assistant coaches play. I, I get a kick out of watching and Marcus and, and Will. They yeah. do they do some really cool things. So, sure. And they're winners and, 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 you know, they're great teammates. So, um I, I, I'm excited about this whole PLL thing. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I think Paul and his group did a really cool job yeah. of of really studying what was needed. For sure. Uh, I like the whole traveling venue. Salt yeah, Lake I named, know. A, named a potential city. I'm, I clicked on. I voted. It's <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I think that would just be awesome. And, you know, I, so. I tweeted at Will and said, asked him if we could get him to change it to Salt Lake City. Yeah. But yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if we knew some people high up there, we might be able to get to I them. tweeted right at Paul Rabel. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. There you go. <laughs> uh, speaking of Twitter, uh, we, we put it out there that we were doing this podcast and, and a bunch of people responded. And so we thank, we thank those people for that. Um, could only go through a, through a couple of these questions though. Yeah. Um, how much how much of a uh, I thought this was pretty uh, pretty intuitive. How much of the success of a team, uh, you know, is the coach's responsibility and and sort of the player's responsibility? You know, because the coach will often say, "I can only coach them so much. Yeah. They have to go out and perform." Yeah. Is there a, is it truly a balance, or do you feel that it's yeah. you can have a great team with poor coaching? Uh, I think you can have a great team with poor coaching. I just don't. I'm not sure it's sustainable. Sure. Right. And, 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 and what you're looking at is is sustainability is you're looking at, you know, consistency and, and, and being able, you know, we're, we're looking at building this program as as a, a staple uh, in, in college lacrosse. And you look at, 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 you know, dynasties like Maryland lacrosse right now and Duke and and, you know, and, and what they've been able to do over all the years. And, and, and Loyola's were, you know, consistent yeah. in Denver and. And then you look at football, like you know Clemson and Alabama. How do they do that, right? Yeah. So, so, so I, I think to answer the question is, I do believe it's a partnership. You know, uh, I think you can you can have poor coaching and great players, but I'm not sure you're going to be able to, to win at all yeah. or, or or be consistent in your winning. And you can have the greatest coaching in the world, you know, and and if and if and if, and if your players aren't just up to the ability that the other guys, you can manufacture yeah. runs. Which sure. we're gonna, you know, I'm not saying our players aren't, but right. but you know, we're we're clearly gonna be overmatched at times physically. Yeah. It's just the way it is, and our yeah. guys know that. It's not yeah. not hide, hiding anything, but I'm not sure you're you're you know. So so it's the balance you're seeking, yeah. right? You're, you 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 want to get the best staff, and and then you want to go out and recruit the right pro kids for your program that that are gonna be able to compete. So I think it's I, I think it's a complete balance. Uh, another question coming in talks about you know what do you do if your team uh, has poor chemistry? How do you how do you help them get good chemistry? Yeah, that's the, I could go on for days about that. <laughs> I mean, that that's you know a large part of our job. Yeah, you know, is finding out how the team feels, and you know, I'll I'll give an example of this team. You know, I didn't feel that this team was becoming a team at all in in the early part of the fall, and you know, I just you know, you look at all the facets. You know, we got a lot of young guys. You had a transition from some club guys to a lot of freshmen coming in. You had freshmen coming in that think that. Hey, I'm the new hot kid on town. You got <laughs> right. transfers, right? Right. There's so many different components to it. So what you got to do is is find out where wh what's driving the discontent, 
you know, or what's driving the lack of yeah. camaraderie. Yeah. And you do that by, you know, not panicking, um, you know, not pointing fingers. And, you know, I spent an inordinate amount of time this fall. I didn't coach this much. I didn't coach much this fall, to be honest yeah. with you. I mean, I did, but I didn't. Yeah. I, I spent a lot of time talking to our players. Yeah. You know, right here in my office, as you see, there's a bags of candy and peanut butter pretzels <laughs> and come on in let's sit yeah. down let's talk about how do you feel what do you think you know and, right. and that's freshmen and seniors and, and everybody and yeah. so so you know as in as in anything in life you've got to find the root of the problem if there is a problem and what i realized and what i came to realize is that we didn't have a problem we were just a byproduct of who we were sure. right you just had a lot of different pieces yeah. and and so you you know then it's just like going back to our pillars and our foundation this this is what a Utah lacrosse player looks like. This is the lifestyle that we're we're asking you to commit to, yeah. and then it, and then you enforce those those commitments, and you hold their feet to the fire, right. and then they slowly but surely start to go, oh okay, <laughs> I, I I get it, I right. get it, I get it, and then you get leadership, which we started to to encourage our some of our older yeah. guys. So it's a myriad it's a myriad of things but it, it it's an ongoing process all right just because you get it and you have it like right now i feel great about this team right you know it, it, nothing's guaranteed that that this is going to last to the third week of the season for sure right so it's an ongoing process for me and for mostly for me and the staff but but i i i, I take a lot of pride in, in in trying to to continue to foster that team effort and and, and that and that attitude where we do want to be together yeah. Right. And and I think that uh, that's a good point to bring up. You know, being a being a lacrosse coach isn't just X's and O's, mm -mm. right? It's yeah. possibly even more of coaching the these these guys to be men, right? Yeah. And to teach them the right things and do the right things. Yeah, I, that's my take on it. Yeah. You know, and, and I you know I'm I'm not saying I'm a bad X's and O's guys or I don't know. I know sure. the game of lacrosse really well. Yeah. I feel I do. Um, I I hired really good guys that really love the X's and O's. Yeah. Um, and my job is to steer them in the right direction and they know what I'm looking for and what we want. And, and, you know, and as you know, I spend probably the majority of my time, you know, worrying about team right. and, and, and making sure our guys understand the, the commitment level and, and what it's like to be one of us, yeah. you know, and we have a saying it's, it's Utah lacrosse and then everybody else. Right. So my demands on them are high. My expectations are high. Yeah. Um, I love them to death. You know that, and yeah. uh, but but you know they know where the lines are, yeah. and uh, I I think I think yeah you know but every coach has his own style, you know that fits me better as a person as a human being, right? And I do believe as you get into this profession, you you got to be yourself, you know you got to coach from your heart, and uh, and I think the players respond to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what what uh, there were a couple questions you know in varying ways about highlight tapes and how to get recruited and all that stuff you know. Best way to get recruited at Utah is to come to the camps, right? You got it. What, I mean, uh, that's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought, though, maybe a, a better question. When you see something on a highlight tape, uh, like what is something that you're like, nope, you know, no more, you yeah. know, I'm done with, like, you know, I've heard I've heard coaches say, like, oh, if you have a certain type of music, I'm not going to watch your highlight yeah. or stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, what, what for you is that way? Like, you'll just shut it off instantly if you see if you see this thing. Yeah, it's just you know uh, I don't listen to any of the music, so I'm, I don't worry about that. <laughs> okay. That goes right to mute, so yeah. I don't care what they put on there. Yeah. Uh, I haven't heard any with Frank Sinatra lately, so <laughs> I, I like him. Sure, <laughs> but that'll date me really yeah. well. Yeah, but but okay. I do like some of the, the younger music. Oh but yeah. Anyhow, um, 
Yeah, it's just a it's just a feel, Tim. I mean, we 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 clearly, I and my this the the coaches, they know ex, we know exactly what we're looking for. Yeah. So if it's if it does not fit in those parameters from an yeah. athletic perspective, or the competition isn't yeah. really really good, or you know the skill sets aren't quite you know what we're looking sure. for, so it it, it I, I would think every coach takes you know isn't going to take you very long to say no thank you right now what we, you know where it comes an issue is when when the intrigue button goes on like right. then what right because yeah. you only got two minutes two and a half minutes and then that's when you make your next steps and inquire and see if you had any notes on the kid and if you saw him play last summer or whatever right. but yeah those are the easy ones the ones that don't fit sure you know you can turn them off in 20 seconds 10 right. seconds yeah okay. yeah um what uh what would you consider uh, a successful season this season mm. I think it just goes back to, to, to what our core beliefs are. Um, I think we have got to conduct ourselves uh, at the highest level, um, you know, on the field, off the field, and in the community. That's, that's, yeah. that's what our, you know, it says it on the, right here on the front of our binder. It says, uh, well, that's our statement, but we're, we're, we're committed to excellence. Um, it's, I'm not going to be judging it on wins and losses. And I, I've never done that. You've yeah. known me for three years now. I, for sure. I've never entered a season saying we're going to have a great year if we win that championship. Yeah. And I think I could go back to last year and we, you know, we were the favorite team to win that MCLA and we didn't. And, and Brigham Young law beat us and, and they play better than us and they outcoached us and they won. Yeah. Um, and and it would be a crime if if I didn't say that season was successful. For sure. I mean that was one of the most enjoyable experiences in my life and our players too, and you know that. Yeah. So that was a highly successful season. Yeah. And you know, are we all going to be judged on a win loss record as coaches? Sure. Yeah. I get that. I know that. I mean, I'm not a fool, but but it's going to be you know, are, are, how 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 are we going to do in school the second semester? Right. Right. How how are we going to handle? Are we going to grow as human beings? You know, can I look? A freshman in the face right now and then look a freshman in the face in in may and go wow yeah that that young man he's starting to get it right right um so i i judge it by a lot of different factors and and of course i want to win every game so does our team that's a yeah. that's a given um but but there's a lot of other things that go into success you know how do, how do we take care of each other how do we grow you know how, how do we overcome adversity you know, as you know, I talk to our guys an inordinate amount of time about that in yeah. their life because I think that's really what they're, what they're here for. They're here to grow as men. They're here to get better. They're here to understand that hard work pays off yeah. eventually. It may not pay off this year. You, you know, right. if paying off is winning 15 games, yeah, <laughs> I'm probably going to tell you right now that, yeah. then your hard work's not going to pay off. But right. it's going to pay off by getting incrementally better and growing as a human being and, and doing well in school and making sure that we're doing everything in our power to represent this university at the highest fashion. So that would be successful. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was a, a clever question. It's a little long, but uh, back in the old days, you'd always hear a story of a college freshman who never picked up a stick but tried out, made the team, was all conference by a senior year. What, why doesn't this happen anymore? And can it happen anymore? Um, I, I'm not saying it couldn't happen. You know, yeah. it, uh, it's, gonna, it's just going to be – it's going to take an, an, a really uh, a talented individual to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, we had a meeting last night, one of our first Wednesday meetings as a team, and, and we handed out our absolutes on offense, defense, you know, and, and team absolutes. And, you know, Coach Gittleman did a phenomenal job, and I want to share that with you a little bit later on, on, on his – basically his book of defense. And, yeah. and if you just sat down as a uh, novice 
and you started reading through what yeah. his expectations are of a defenseman in our program, you would go, well, there's no way that <laughs> right. anybody can, can perform sure. like this just picking a stick up and going out yeah. on the field. So, so I think that's part of the problem. I mean, there's so many nuances to our game. Yeah. And again, what I want everybody to understand and, and you to, you to understand is that we, we, are, we are coaching and we are, we, are, we are looking at building this program to, to be one of the greatest, if the greatest program in all of college lacrosse. So our vision looks like those people and players. Right. Now, you know, I, you might be able to, to walk on to a college lacrosse sure. team somewhere for sure. Yeah. I'm not sure you're going to be able to do it here because yeah. um, our expectations are, are really, really high when it comes to, to, to being able to perform on the field. For sure. Yeah, so. Okay, last last question from the, the social media questions. I'm going to ask it, and, and uh, <laughs> it, it came from one of our players, and I'm going to let you tell me which player. Our players? Yeah, it's pretty, right, it's pretty okay. obvious. All right. What is Coach Holman's favorite flavor of ice cream? Oh, Dan Costa. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, every flavor. He knows that. <laughs> you, I'll, eat, I'll eat with the same flavors he eats. Okay. So, so that's about every flavor. Yep, it, yeah. is. it is. Do you eat it as often as he eats it? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't I'm, think I'm looking, I'm looking at I'm, I'm weighing 162, <laughs> bud. Do I look like I eat ice cream Definitely every day? Not. <laughs> Definitely not. Oh, no, Costa Costa. Austin, he's the best man. So yeah. yeah. Uh, any uh, any uh, what what books uh, what inspiration are you are you in mm. right now? Awesome, great question. Um, during the season, I just finished the book of joy, which yeah. was Marcus sent me for a Christmas present, and uh, I'm sharing it with my family. And I think I said send it to Sydney, and and uh, really good book. Uh, basically, uh, uh, an interview process between the Dalai Lama and. Archbishop, Archbishop Desmond Tutu uh, of Africa, African National Republican. I don't forget his technical term, but they're very dear friends, and they've been friends for a long, long time. So it basically was a long-term, you know, uh, conversation cool. between those two on, yeah. on on finding joy, and just was a cool book to read over Christmas. Very relaxing yeah. and. A lot of great insight on on how to be able to find joy in, in every facet of your life, no matter what the circumstances are. Love it. Uh, so that that's it. Now, when I get into the season, um, it's a little harder to read. Yeah. Um, I, I, I when I go home at night, it's, I'm playing with the new dog, the puppy, for a little <laughs> bit, um, and he kind of wears me out. And, yeah. and then uh, I'm an early bed guy, you know right. that, and I'm an early riser. Um, I I I. I I spend an inordinate amount of time on my spiritual part yeah. in, in in the season. I just I use it as my guide in the morning and reading for an hour, an hour, an hour and fifteen minutes, and and different passages, and so that that's where my focus is right now because that really that really steers me in the direction uh, as a human being that I want to go with our team during the season. So yeah. I rely more on on those books right For now sure. than, than just putting a book on my nightstand because yeah. I'm going to be sleeping in like two <laughs> minutes. So, yeah. So For sure. That's where we are. Uh, I, I will say for those listening, it's not uncommon to hear uh, Coach quote scripture mm. at practice or mm. speaches. or Yeah, why not? Maybe. Absolutely. Right. Greatest book ever. Absolutely. Was written, so. uh, in, anything else you want to mention you want to talk about? No, I just uh, I love seeing you. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you're the best. This is, this is the most fun, fun I have. And, uh, <laughs> we're excited. I, I hope the fans come out and support and, and, uh, 
you know, just just get a good feel for what Division One lacrosse is like, especially on Vermont side. They're a really good lacrosse team. Yeah. They're going to be well coached, and they got a, some Canadians, and the ball's going to be zinging around. So, we will do our best to to represent this state and this lacrosse community and this school uh, in that in that uh, venue on the first or the highest fashion. Um, but I'm I'm excited to see what happens, and and we're here, and uh, it's been a great. Two two years to get here. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a great great night, um, but we expect to have a lot of great days, you know, afterwards too. So it's all not going to end on the first. <laughs> right. It's just the beginning for so, sure. Yeah. Well, thanks, Coach. I I appreciate it. If if uh, anyone listening has any questions, you can get a hold of us through Twitter at Utah Lacrosse or on Instagram at Utah Lacrosse. Uh, feel free to leave your feedback. You can subscribe to us on iTunes anywhere you get your podcast added spotify this week wow. so if you're a spotify listener you can uh, find our stuff there killing it <laughs> you're killing it they, act, they made it easier to they, do it they so can't, that's why can't find me anywhere <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah that's uh, that was one of the questions is when is coach joining twitter like uh, coach petro has it I, hey look man those guys are savvy i'm not that smart i don't have enough to, i don't have anything to say I, nobody cares what i have to I say i think will does enough tweeting for that's everyone, right so. i got i got twitter people of the world to the right and left that's of me right. so I'll let them deal with it. <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good day. Thanks, man.